Hey, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Generation on a Mission. Today's episode is coming from a mom who suffers from almost crippling anxiety at times and has since she was a child, but actually didn't even realize it until she was a mom. And you're like, okay, and this has to do with parenting. How? Okay, I'm going to get into that. But for starters, if you don't understand anxiety, perhaps this will help paint a picture of what anxiety really is. It's not just a simple worry here and there. It's a mental state of being and sometimes you just don't know how to escape it, which compounds your anxious thoughts, making it worse on your body and your brain. It's not just, oh, she's worried all the time and she just doesn't know how to find joy. Oh, bless her heart. No, it's a constant state of worry and fear and wanting to get out but not knowing how to do it. And it's just an awful lonely place to be. And guys, here's what I want to tell you. It can happen to our kids. And there might not even be a clear reason as to why, but it can. And I say that because I want you to know how important it is to look for signs of anxiety in your kids so that you can find resources and help them cope with it at a young age. So today, I'm going to open up to you about what it was like to live with my anxiety as a child and not know it, and how we can alter our mindsets and responses to our kids so that they feel loved, supported, and understood. And I hope you really enjoy it as we dive in. Here we go. Hey there, Mama. If you want to raise empowered kids who actually listen while parenting biblically, you're in the right place. Not only does this podcast help you strengthen their spiritual gifts and walk in purpose at a young age, but it also teaches you how to parent with intention. Welcome to the Generation on a Mission podcast, where we focus on fostering our children's leadership skills so they can become world changers. Hi. I'm Michelle Schaff, former classroom educator turned parent educator, blogger, and podcaster, all while changing dirty diapers, drinking lukewarm coffee, and leaning on Jesus. Grab your headphones, whip out the tata, and start feeding your baby. We've got some learning to do. All right, so as I mentioned in a previous episode, I have been struggling for some time with finding happiness with myself, and maybe that's you too. I was at the end of my rope with knowing how to cope with it on my own, so I decided I needed to get help and go to counseling. And I'm so glad I did because it's helping me see that what I thought was a curse is actually a newfound blessing. And I guess that's my prayer to you too, if you're experiencing the same thing. And I just want to pray over you that you find happiness with yourself and know that what seems like a curse could turn out to be a blessing in yourself and in your kids. You just have to learn how to reframe your mind and that takes help and time and a lot of effort, but it's possible and I want you to know that as you continue to move forward with life. But let's chat for a minute about how real anxiety it is and how scary it can be for kids. And I want to remind you that there doesn't even need to be an apparent reason like something drastic happening, but it still could be prevalent in your child's life. And I'm going to give you a little bit of background. Are you ready for this? (laughs) Okay, so when I was a kid, I didn't know I had anxiety. Honestly, I just thought something was blatantly wrong with me. Certain thoughts would just spiral out of control in my mind and make me physically sick. And I just thought that was who I was. It was just kind of my identity and I just had to get used to it. I made myself sick thinking about how drastically wrong things could turn out because that was reality to me. My life was just a visual image of everything going wrong in my head constantly. 
sometimes I even made myself sick just thinking about the potential of making myself sick. It was a vicious cycle and it was something I couldn't turn off and that was me as a small child. I had these big emotions inside my little body and I didn't know how to fix it which was a heavy weight to carry as a kid. I would constantly be standing in fear that something would happen to me, visualizing the worst of the worst happening, causing myself to frantically panic over this new reality that I had imagined in my mind and there was no way for me to get out of it. I didn't have reality in my mind. I had what I had created as a reality in my mind and that was a scary place to be. And even worse, I had no one who understood and that was no one's fault. It was just something that seemed quirky about me well there's michelle the girl that always spews everywhere that's just michelle she will get sick and then she'll be fine don't think anything of it (laughs) that's what they were saying well fast forward 20 years knowing that it had a label and that label was anxiety i wasn't fine it wasn't something i ever talked about because I just thought it was my normal and because of that, I was weird. People didn't understand what it meant when I got homesick or when I worked myself up into a panic because I had an ache or a pain or because I was scared and my parents weren't coming home when they were late. Every time I would cry and they would reassure me, my parents would reassure me that everything would be okay, but they didn't understand. In my mind, nothing was going to change the fact that something could happen and that was scary to me. Something could always happen and that reality was greater to me than the reality that everything was probably going to be okay. And here's the thing, in everyone's mind who told me that everything was going to be okay, they thought they were helping. They thought reminding me that you're fine, everything is fine was reassuring because they knew I would be okay. They knew, right? They knew I was fine. But here's the thing, you don't understand about anxiety. When you have anxiety, you don't think about the reality that's actually happening around you. All you think about is that one thought that's swirling around in your mind reminding you that things aren't going to be okay. And once that thought is there, it spirals into even more drastic thoughts. And again, that is scary. And think about that in the perspective of a child going through that. When you have a tornado of drastic thoughts going around in your mind, you're not thinking realistically about the fact that everything probably is going to be okay. You're not hearing, just choose joy. You're not hearing, you're fine, just brush it off. Everything's gonna be okay, etc. Hearing that makes you feel even worse because you're entering into this world of nobody understands and it makes it even worse because that, my friends, is a lonely place to be. Hearing, find something that makes you happy and think about that. Again, when you aren't in the right frame of mind and you don't know how to choose joy and find happiness, that makes you feel even worse. If I could find something that could make me happy, don't you think I would? (laughs) Well, I must not be normal. My brain is obviously in the wrong because I don't know how to do that. And that's where you insert depression, right? Now, why am I sharing this with you? Here's why. If eight-year-old me was told that these feelings that I experienced were big feelings, feelings that were beyond my control, feelings that weren't necessarily normal to experience and that someone was there to listen to why I felt that way and truly get me the support I needed, then perhaps I wouldn't be suffering from severe anxiety today as we speak. And that may not be the case, I don't know, but at least it would have been nice to know that someone could relate to what I was feeling and understand that I didn't want to feel that way. I wish so badly that someone could have taken those feelings away from me, but that's not how it was. And it was no fault of my parents or any of the adults in my life. They just didn't know any better. They just thought it was me being quirky. They were supportive in telling me that everything was gonna be okay. They stayed home with me when I made myself sick and they comforted me when I was sad, 
they didn't know how big of feelings I had going on inside my mind and inside my body. And sometimes they just brushed it off. And to be honest, they probably felt burdened by it because, well, I mean, let's be honest, it was inconvenient and bizarre, right? Who just gets sick randomly? How can you just get sick one minute and be fine the next? Like, okay, Michelle, you're playing a game there and you just want to get out of going to wherever it is that we're going, right? No, that was the anxiety coming in, ruffling up some feathers and resuming the life as normal two minutes later. And that seems like a mind game at work, don't you think? So why am I sharing this with you? I'm sharing this with you to remind you how important it is to have empathy for your kids, you know, and just other humans in general. But when your kids are sad, let them feel sad. When they're angry, let them feel angry. When they get sick for no reason, ask what they're feeling. Remind them that you're here to help them find ways to work through their emotions by knowing what those emotions are, how to acknowledge them and address them so that they can face them, work through them, and not just get over them without any support <laughs> because this is really not that big of a deal. I should be fine, right? No, that's not okay to tell them. You, you want to be there to support them and be there for them and empathize with them as they are going through these emotions. And I want to remind you that sometimes you may not see things exactly how your child sees them. They have big imaginations, which sometimes leads to big feelings. Sometimes they don't know how to move forward and they can't see that everything in that moment is going to be all right because they're just focused on what they see in front of them. We need to remember to have empathy for our kids and we have to adamantly and persistently tell and show our kids that we are there for them. And if they feel like their world is coming to a screeching halt because they got a boo-boo, be there with them, man. Yeah, don't just say it's just a little scratch. You have to learn to toughen up. You're fine. Stop crying. Stop telling your kids you're fine, please, because the reality is you don't know if they are fine. You want to help them feel loved and supported and help them get through it. So I always think about my response in this way, and this is where my visualization skills actually help me. But if my kid was complaining about something and he really wasn't fine, how would that make me feel as his parent if something was really wrong? I mean, I can like feel that guilt and visualize that guilt without that instance even happening. And how would that make him feel? probably lonely and unvalidated don't you think and that actually happened to me once as a child like seriously one time I fractured my arm in grade school and started crying because obviously it hurt my PE teacher told me to just get over it I got an ice pack but he told me to stop crying but I complained about it for three days before I was finally able to get an extra because everyone thought I was just being dramatic and again that's because I always made a mountain out of a molehill when it came to aches and pains, but it was not my fault. That's just where my mind went constantly. It just so happened to be, you know, a sad turn of events when something actually was wrong. But imagine how my parents and teachers felt when I they found out I had a fracture. I wasn't fine and everyone felt guilty about that. So please just don't assume, even if they do cry wolf sometimes, because they may not know any differently, right? Here's a question I have for you though. Do we feel like we just don't want our kids to be vulnerable when we say you're fine? Are we not okay with them crying when they are hurt and just need someone with them to help them through it? Like we just want them to get back up again. Yes, resiliency is a good thing, but sometimes it's hard for kids to just get back up on their own and they need someone to help them through it and just be there to empathize with them, knowing that someone is going to be there with them, helping them through the feelings and helping them with every step of the way until they feel better so instead maybe we say oh yeah you did get a boo-boo and I'm sure that does hurt how can I help you overcome it if they understand what they need to overcome it then they will be more likely to know how to express that when it happens again and get this they will even do the same for others when they see someone else getting a boo-boo and that's neat to see they won't just say hey get over it buttercup you'll be fine 
They say, hey, you know, can I get you a band-aid? Can I offer you a hug? What can I do to help you through this? We have to remind our kids how okay it is to have feelings and that we are here to help them through whatever it is that they are feeling. And maybe if we asked what they needed to help them face their emotions and reminded them that we are there to help them through it, they will be more comfortable with learning how to ask for help when they need it. Or hey, maybe they will even see when others need help and offer it to them because you were there for them when they needed help. If something is making them sad, we can't just tell them to brush it off because you don't know what's going on inside their mind. Perhaps instead of focusing on raising resilient kids, we focus on raising empathetic kids. Kids who are in tune with their bodies and emotions are better equipped to overcome them, which makes them resilient. So what I'm saying is that you can teach them how to be both empathetic and resilient at the same time. And that can happen without saying you're fine, just get back up again. You can't tell them that everything is going to be okay because perhaps they can't even rationalize that thought at that moment. Tell them you're there for them. Be there for them by stopping what you're doing, offering a hug, offering to talk. And if they say no, just sit with them until they're okay with them. Help them find solutions for what they need to overcome whatever it is they're going through. Sometimes if my kids get hurt and cry, I ask, what hurts? Tell me about what happened. Do you need a hug, a band-aid, or a kiss to help you feel better? Or sometimes I'll even ask, what do you think we can do to help you feel better? So it's just all about being there for your kids, letting them know that you're there with them and you're wanting to help them overcome whatever it is they're going through. And I'm no expert in the field of mental health by any means, but I do want to prompt you or urge you, if your kids are always getting sick, like throwing up, or maybe they have a constant habit of wetting the bed after being potty trained, or maybe they have big emotions and have a hard time adjusting to changes, or they just can't figure out how to work past something and let things go, or they can't focus their attention on one thing for very long. Don't be afraid to reach out to someone to see if that's a normal part of development or not. Ask a mental health professional if it's just a phase, or if it could be something where they are needing additional support to help them work through those big emotions, and maybe, just maybe, They might even find a gift hiding somewhere underneath all those unique quote-unquote quirks about them, right? Okay, so that's my PSA for this week. No funny stories, no chuckles. It's, It's just me trying to raise awareness that finding help when it comes to mental health is so important for you and your kids. And if you're noticing that something might seem like more than just a phase, don't be afraid to reach out to someone and just ask. You know, it might be normal, but it might be something deeper than what you're seeing on the surface. So I thank you so much for listening and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Have a good one. Real quick before you go, if today's episode made you laugh, learn, or love your littles a little more, Please head on over to iTunes, subscribe, and leave a written review for the Generation on a Mission podcast. If you're needing simple ideas to boost learning for your kiddo, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Michelle Shaw, S-C-H-A-U-F, or join our Facebook page at Generation on a Mission. See you next time.